Hey, what's going on everyone? We hope and are praying that you are having a good Christmas break. Um, so something fun, obviously we're not doing any services during this time of Christmas break and into the winter break season. And so one thing we're gonna do is provide some, what we're calling like CSF Rewind, where typically on breaks we'll have fun by providing like past teachings that we've done, some ones that maybe connected well, more well with students or ones that we feel are good and challenging during this time of break times and so um, what we're doing this year for Christmas break is we're gonna start this series out by looking at um, a sermon uh, two years ago now where um, it's all about crying out it's all about um, what it means to to cry out to God and how we um, especially during the Christmas season maybe for some of us we, um, yeah, we just need that, that moment where we need to cry out to God, give it to God, let him know about the things that we're dealing with, the things that we're um, struggling with, and what we um, need help with from him. And so we pray that this would be a good message for you as, uh, yeah, you just further embrace the Christmas season and also continue to Advent and wait the arrival of the day when we get to celebrate Jesus's birth. And so this is week one of our CSF Rewind by taking a look at crying out. Good morning, everybody. How's today going? Good, good. Happy Labor Day weekend. Good day off tomorrow for a lot of you. Um, yeah, it's great to see you all. Um, it's good to have you all with, uh, and we have several people online today. Thanks for joining us also. Um, this week we decided not to, to uh, overflow over into science, but we'll be back on next week there since we knew a lot of people were gonna be gone. Um, we'll, have, we'll have CSF at Science uh, 18, 018, um, again next week and then going forth from there. So uh, if you're if you're back from home or if you're here and you normally go over there, we'll be but we'll be back on then. Um, I'm Adam. I'm one of the, the campus ministers here. Uh, if I haven't got to meet you or uh, we haven't got to talk yet or you forgot one way or the other. <laughs> um, and uh, Hannah and her husband Ben in Salem are over here. Ben's back here. Uh, I think Caitlin and Caitlin, which is Ben's wife, and my wife Erin are out there currently uh, in the hallway, so um, commiserating about something. So, um, and then my kids are in the office too, so if you see little bodies running around, that's what's going on also. Um, but we're glad you're here um, today. Uh, I hope it's been a restful weekend so far. Um, if you want to jump in with notes, um, we do use the Uversion app, and you can go to the events little tab there and follow along um, with the scriptures and that kind of thing. It's a good help. But um, I want to pray just as we go into today, and then we'll jump in here a little bit. Um, Father, we love you. Um, thank you for another week. Um, thank you for another day. Um, thank you for uh, life, for the breath uh, in our lungs. Thank you for uh, the beauty of your creation, and thank you for the mission that you call us to as your people. And uh, I just pray today that you would teach us. Um, God, thank you for the, the blessing of being able to be together. 
Um, thank you for the community of faith uh, that you have created, Lord. And uh, I, I just pray that you would teach us as we, as we come together today that as we are worshiping, um, that you're challenging us, you're drawing us nearer, um, you're convicting us, you're encouraging us. I pray that we can, we can encourage each other. Um, and I, I pray for um, just you to speak as we look at a, another little snippet of Jonah's story, um, that you, you would speak into our lives, you would challenge us, you would, you would um, help us to grow in our faith in you and in our obedience and love. Um, so we just give you this time, um, and uh, I just pray that, uh, you know, as I'm speaking, that even if it's not the words I'm saying, that you're speaking directly to all of us what we need uh, to hear as individuals and as a group. Um, and we just give you this time, Lord Jesus. Amen. Um, so I have, I have this memory as a kid um, that's like, it's pretty strong in my mind to this day still. Um, we, as a like church, the church I grew up in, um, pretty much every summer and for my like entire childhood, we would go over to Missouri and go uh, canoeing. Like a bunch of people, like 50 people would go over and, and all canoe at um, Current River um, over in Missouri. And it was awesome. Um, but I had this like memory as a, uh, I don't remember the age at all. It's like that's blocked out of my brain, but I was, I was small, but not so small. And that, that'll maybe make sense a little bit more here in a bit. But um, we had been, you know, uh, that time I was small enough that I actually hadn't been canoeing. Like my parents had went canoeing. Uh, some people kind of just like watched all the kids and we did like trails and, and that kind of thing that day. But we're at the end of the time, and if you ever went canoeing, you know, you have that time where you've, like, dragged up your canoes or your kayaks up onto the thing. You're, like, waiting for the bus to come, like, pick you up and load all the stuff up and take you back to where your cars are. We're at that time, and uh, me and a couple of my cousins were, um, were big enough to be doing this, but we were, like, we'd sit down in the river in the shallows and, like, let the current catch us, and we'd, like, slide down the river and then stand up, catch yourself, stand up, walk back up river and then do it again. It was like great fun. Well, it was great fun until um, we didn't catch our feet and weren't able to stop ourselves. And um, I remember this like very clearly at this point where um, my cousin who was younger than me um, got out of control. And like me being bigger and older, and just like there, present, um, tried to grab him to keep him from like flowing downstream. And then we were both flowing downstream, neither one of us able to stop. And I had this like very clear like memory in my mind of like, you know, like, have you ever been in kind of that situation where you're like, can't get your footing, you're, you're getting pushed and like turning and yelling at the, like I have that picture, I know exactly who was standing where as I'm like yelling like, we can't stop, you know, kind of thing. Um, and obviously it worked out okay, because I'm standing here, but the, we had some people jumped in and pulled us out of the deep part of the thing where we had lost total traction and were being flowed downstream. Um, we shouted, the other saw us, and they quickly pulled us out of the water, and it was all good. Um, but but it, that situation, it had went from, like, this controlled fun to 
just like complete out of control and needing to yell for anyone who could help us. Jonah has been in the like fight of his life here, um, flight from God's call. Um, so far in the story, as we've we've like read through this, um, the first chapter is what we've been working through. Um, God calls him to go to the Assyrians, this enemy of his people. He does not want to, so he decides to go as far away as possible from them to uh, to get on the ship and to go to um, to uh, Tarshish, and um, he uh, so he does that. But this this whole situation comes up where the the storm comes, that God sends the storm, the seas are out of control, and as I talked about last week, the, the point came where, where Jonah makes this decision um, to be thrown overboard uh, in order to, like, stop the storm. He, like, knows, like, it's my fault, um, and I'll point out once again that I think that Jonah probably could have said, okay, God, I'm going to go preach to Nineveh. I think he had another option, but he chose to be tossed into the waves. Um, and he chose to basically be thrown overboard to certain death rather than go and preach to this enemy of his people. God, however, had other plans. Um, he had other plans in the situation. And, and at the end of last week, you know, we read that section where it's like God appointed a great fish and he swallowed Jonah up to save him. Um, he sends this huge fish. And Jonah was in the fish for three days and three nights, which had to be disgusting, right? That does not sound like a pleasant situation at all. Um, but that's the situation that Jonah finds himself in as we're jumping in today. So we're going to jump into the, to the story here at Jonah 2, verse 1, and basically look through uh, this, this uh, chapter of 2, chapter 2 of Jonah. Um, and I'm excited to be looking at this because um, I think we all have times in our lives, I know we all have times in our lives, where there's like points of distress, where it's like things are out of control, this is horrible, like I am freaking out right now, and we are crying out, and we need to cry out um, to God. Um, and we need to make sure that, that God is the target of our cries when we're crying out in this way. Um, so we're going to look at, at Jonah 2. Um, we can see a lot of things in this prayer. This, this whole chapter is a prayer of Jonah, or maybe even like a song. It kind of just looks like a song, but him praying in this way. Um, and we can see a lot of things in this about how we can cry out in our distress. Um, but, but I want to make sure that we also see these things about, like, the character of God that Jonah lays out as he, as he cries out to him and, and how God hears and how he responds in this way. Um, so let, let's read this uh, here together. In Jonah 2, verse 1, uh, the, the author writes, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. I called to the Lord in my distress, and he answered me. I cried out for help in the belly of Sheol, or death, and you heard my voice. You threw me into the depths, into the heart of the seas, and the current overcame me. All your breakers and all your billows swept over me. But I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look once more toward your holy temple. 
The waters engulfed me up to my neck. The watery depths overcame me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I sank to the foundations of the mountains. The earth with its prison bars closed behind me forever. But you raised my life from the pit, Lord my God. As my life was fading away, I remembered Yahweh. My prayer came to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forsake faithful love. But as for me, I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. I will fulfill what I have vowed. Salvation is from the Lord. So the question like that I kind of had in my head and I want to like pose to you all today, wherever you are, is, is like, what is distressing you? Like, where, where is your point of distress right now? Um, I, I want to identify that today. That's something I want to look at, like, internally. I'm not asking you for that. Don't shout it out, please. But um, be, to be thinking of, like, what, what, is, what is distressing you? What is that, that, that place of, of um, maybe fear or just out-of-controlness? whatever that word is, and, um, you know, those types of things. Like, what, what is it that's weighing on you? Um, and to do some self-reflection on that. What is it that's distressing you? And, and I think there's two angles that this kind of distress comes from that we, we see with Jonah, um, even. Um, he had rebelled against God, which was distressing to him. Um, that was a major point of, of distress for Jonah, was this whole thing of like him deciding not to and running from God, and it, it was really self-inflicted in a lot of ways. Like Jonah had had inflicted on himself this distress because of his rebellion. Um, but also there were at this point where he's he's like crying out to God. There's this like literal point of distress, literal circumstances where the water is truly coming up to his neck, engulfing him. Like all these things, he's drowning, like literally. So his circumstances are coming in at the same time. Um, our, our distress can be, um, can be like inward, even self-inflicted. Um, it also can be because of our circumstances where these distressing points can come from. Our distress can come from things that we have control over and things that we don't have any control over. Um, and um, some of those circles uh, cross and connect. Like there are things that uh, we we uh, like have going on internally that we can control, and we could make changes of. There's things that are going on internally that maybe we don't have a lot of control over, and we have to deal with how how does that work when we can't just make a change and it's all good. There are things from our circumstances. The same way we could remove ourselves from that and take some control over and change, but also there's a lot of things in this world that we know that we don't have control over, but can distress us greatly and put us into that place. Um, in Jonah's case, his sin of rebellion was one of these distress points. Um, he could have controlled that outcome. And I mentioned this earlier, but he could have repented. That was the thing that I think God the whole time has been going after Jonah with this of like, like you're supposed to do this, no okay, here's a chance to turn back and to do it. No. Like, and we're, we're continuing on with the story. He could have controlled that. 
Uh, in, in the case of, of near drowning, though, that was something that at a certain point he could flail for a while, but he was not going to outswim the storm. He was not going to outswim the sea. You know, like that, that was not going to happen for Jonah. And he, he needed something bigger than himself in that situation. In all of these situations, though, Jonah needed to cry out to God. Um, neither one of those situations were just him. It was all about him crying to God and in either repentance or in uh, asking for help. And that was what needed to be happening for him. So what is your distress? Um, I, I drew a really nice, oh, it's up there already. This is like art school right here. So um, uh, pretty good circles. But, um, you know, I think like doing some identification of things today, like is there sin in your life that you're refusing to give up? Is there sin in your life that you're refusing to give up? That would be in the probably internal but can control set of things. Like it's just a pet sin that you're like unwilling to, to give up. Um, or maybe it's something internal that you, you can't completely change on your own through just like sheer willpower. Um, internal, some or no control. Um, Tori brought up like the mental health group. Like there are things that are just, it's not just like sheer willpower that you're going to like push through, but they're internal and we need to cry out to God in those situations and get help that we need um, in those situations. Or, or is it circumstances? Uh, is it something you could change? Like someone's hurt you, you can't change that, but you can change the unforgiveness in our own hearts. Like, is it based on circumstances, but it, I can control what's going on and I need to be able to forgive someone. But there may be a, a deeper trauma or something like that from circumstances that, again, it's not just about sheer willpower we can't necessarily control all the outcomes of that thing, but it's from an external source. All these things are points of distress for us, and there's so many more, and I, I just want you to like, be thinking through, like, what is it that, that really is that point for you or multiple things that are points for you? All these things, though, whether they're, they're internal, whether they're circumstantial, whether they're changeable by us or not, they can be our distress, and it can feel like we're engulfed. It can feel like, Jonah, like the depths have overcome us. It can feel like we've been swept over. And, and that's so hard. That is so difficult to deal with. But the good news is that God, God heard Jonah in his distress. He heard him as he cried out. Jonah said in his prayer, you heard my voice. You answered me. You raised my life from the pit. These are like literal things that Jonah is like, you did this for me. And here's the situation. All these things, um, you can go to the next one, Ben. Um, all these things, you can't really see the circle, but God is bigger than all these things, is what I'm trying to say with that horrible drawing, is that um, God literally envelops all of those things and has control in all those places, and we need to cry out to him no matter where we sit on the quadrant no matter what it is, that's a truth that we can know, is that God is bigger and that he answers and that he hears. He raises our life from the pit. He hears our voice. He answers us. He's bigger than all of that. Jonah, he needed humility, um, though, to remember God. 
That's one of these lines he says. He's like, as my life was fading away, I remembered Yahweh. I remembered God. He needed some humility in that thing. I think, I think God gave him a little nudge in the humility department with the fish, you know, but, but that helped. And he came to this point of like humbling himself before the Lord and remembering, not just running. And we need that too. And, and I'm not just talking in the terms of remembering of like, oh yeah, God exists. Like that, that's not like, or, or like the vending machine type thing of like, okay, I need something, so I'm gonna go talk to God. That's not, that's not what we're talking about here, but this remembering of who God is. We, we remember that he hears us. We remember that he cares for us. Man. We remember that he sees us. We remember that he acts on our behalf. Um, these are all scriptural like attributes and characteristics of what we see who God is. He, he, he loves us and he cares and he hears and he acts and he responds, all of these things. So when the distress of life is piling up around you, the call is to remember God, to remember these things about him and then act on that. Remember who he is, remember what he's done. One of my favorite scriptures, if you've been around for a while, I'm sure you've heard me mention this, but it's this random scripture in 2 Chronicles 16. And the, the, the statement, the person's actually getting chastised as it's, as it's said, but it's such a good remembrance. It's such a good thing to remember when, when things are not as you would like them to be. This prophet says, the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. There's this like idea of like, we sing this kind of thing, like God is for you idea that like when we are serving him, when we're, we're like humble ourselves and we're obedient and we're, we're chasing after him the best we can, like God is going to support like he, he, it's like a promise that he is there for us and he's looking to support his people. When our hearts are inclined, we're humble, we're repentant, when we remember he is waiting to act for us on our behalf. Jonah declares at the end of that whole thing, salvation is from the Lord. And we know that. And we have like a deeper meaning of that with what Jesus has done. The good news what Jesus has done, spiritual salvation. But that is not the only thing. It's, it's like in these circumstances, in these distresses, salvation is from the Lord as well. God is active. It's not just some like nebulous spiritual thing, but he is active practically in our lives. And that's such an important thing to remember. Um, I cried out as a kid hoping for someone to do something to pull me from the river. How much more can we trust that God will do the same, that he'll hear us, that he'll care for us, and that he will intervene. So what I want to challenge all of us today in is this, um, is to take a deep look at the things that are distressing us. Like, what is it that causes us to, to cry out? What is it that makes us cry out? And I was kind of struck even, like, during this whole thing with, um, with this statement that, that Jonah makes I kind of started to mention it earlier, but um, he says, those who cling to worthless idols forsake faithful love, but as for me, I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. 
and I will fulfill what I have vowed. Salvation is from the Lord. Um, if you'll remember, like, that, that part that we read last week, there's a point where all the sailors are crying out to their gods, and, like, nothing's happening. And they're like, please just cry out to your God, maybe something will go on. And, and I think that, like, this is in Jonah's mind of, like, of, like, crying out to something that's not worth crying out to. But he knows that God will do all these things that he has promised. And I think that we need to be sure in our moments of distress, like, where are our cries being directed to? Um, are we trying to do it ourselves? Are we trying to uh, save it with some, you know, some other thing? Or are we, are we directing our cries to God? Uh, I think it's really important to figure out where those things go. But I want to ask these things um, just for you to think about and for me to think about. So where do we need to cry out? Um, but to kind of figure out where these things, like, have I caused my own distress? Like, I think that's a question we need to ask sometimes, especially in the regards of sin. Like, have I chosen this? Um, and if so, what does repentance look like in that situation? How do you turn from it, um, this thing that's distressing you? How do we just say, like, I'm, like, done with that? Like, this is horrible. Why am I continuing to do this? Like, we, we need to identify those things. Uh, another question, like, can I control it? Um, what things need to change in order to engage with what is, what is uh, the problem here? Um, what is distressing you? That's not to say that we're not relying on God, but like, are there things that we can move away from, separate ourselves from that? Um, that again, maybe we've chosen, maybe we've been in a situation that we can remove ourselves from. Um, and no matter what, no matter if it's something you can control aspects of, or, or like Jonah, you have no control over, no matter what, um, we need to be crying out to the Lord for aid. Again, no matter where that stuff falls on that quadrant, the Lord is who we cry out to. Um, he will answer um, because salvation is from the Lord. Um, little bit of homework for today. Um, I don't have a Bible up here, but the, uh, I want you to check out Psalm 40 this week. That's your homework, okay? Because um, it's a very similar uh, situation, not drowning in the Mediterranean Sea, but there's, um, there's a very similar situation as far as the feeling of that psalm uh, for what Jonah is going through here. And, and I think looking at that and checking some things out about, like, how does the psalmist cry out to the Lord as well? And how can I cry out in the same ways um, would be a good um, practice to go through. Um, so I want to pray um, as that. But remember, God hears, he cares, and he responds. And he's the one that we should be crying out to. Father, we love you. Uh, thank you, God, that you are not far off. Thank you that you're, you're not aloof. Thank you that you, you are not cold. Um, God, thank you that you love us. Um, thank you that you, you hear um, our cries. 
And throughout your scripture, we see that over and over again, that you hear the, the cries and the need of your people. You hear the cries and the need of humanity. Um, thank you for, for promises like, or just truths like what Jesus says when he's like, uh, you know, God cares about the, the birds of the field in this way. How much more will he care about you? Um, the, these types of things that are just reinforced of your love for us, and we just praise you for that, God. So I just pray for everybody here, um, everybody participating online, um, just for our community, Lord, that, that when these times of distress, when we feel like we're engulfed, when we feel like we're drowning because of, of sin, because of the world, because of whatever, our past, um, whatever it is that we're struggling with, help us to cry to you, to cling to you, to trust in you, and give us the strength to do that. We love you, Jesus. Thank you that you are our hope and our joy and our strength, and it's in your name. Amen.